This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, loyal listeners. I just wanted to take a second to give you an intro for this. Um, This is a podcast. It's actually a podcast that we're turning into a podcast. But this is actually a live, it's called Champions Live. And what we do is we have live um, uh, meetings inside of our mastermind on the second and fourth Thursday of every month, and that's with everybody. But what I also do is I like to do Facebook Lives just inside of AI Mastermind, inside of our Facebook group. So you're not seeing this on any channels or anything. This is just inside the, the mastermind, inside that Facebook group. Now, we do these. We bring people on, and you're going to hear this podcast here with Miles Merwin. We do these because what we want to do is learn from each other. We can't be at conferences. We can't be at conventions. So that's what we do here. Now, by doing the Facebook Live, it allows me and um, Miles to engage in a conversation but then it also allows people to interject and to give their opinions, and we bring those into the conversation. It allows the mastermind members to control and be a part of the conversation. So that's what you're getting here. Now, you're not gonna see in here a lot of these. This one was just really special. For instance, we had one a couple weeks ago that was with Seth Zaremba, where he actually um, showed us and demoed a Neon. Talk about blowing people's minds. But he does that stuff because it's kind of in a um, exclusive area. He's a mastermind member. Once again, you can go to insuranceagencyintelligence.com, click on mastermind, and you can see all the pictures of everybody that's in there, and you'll see him in there. But this live that we did with Miles Merwin was really good. It was really meaty. It was really juicy. Matter of fact, I left saying that was succulent. I'm just joking. But what I want you to know is, is I asked, I told the team, I said, this is so good. This has got to go out to the world. And so here it is. You're going to get a podcast, which is a Champions Live coming out of AI Mastermind. And I have brought on Miles Merwin of Advisors Insurance Agency out of Greenville, South Carolina. He's someone that I've learned from. He's someone that you should learn from. A million and a half in revenue in less than five years. No one does it like Miles Merwin. Enjoy. Hey, 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 live of Champions, Cass, Miles, here, now, boom, boom, boom. All right, guys, so check this out. Uh, this is just another one of those lives. I've got this new software. As I was telling Miles, I think this could be a value add to the, mem- uh, the uh, members. That's why this is members only. Um, if you're already watching, that is one thing about this, Miles. It doesn't show me like who's live and stuff. And I think I can click some buttons to find out, but I'm scared we'll like drop. And everybody yeah. knows that I always have um, software and hardware issues. So anyways, um, if, you're, if you're watching in there, say what's up. I want to let you guys know that this isn't just like about um, – this just isn't about Miles and I. This just isn't about the topics. This is about getting you guys engaged, telling me and Miles that we're wrong, And we only allow that once telling us that we're awesome. We allow that as much as we want. It's kind of like Trump around here. Um, So, but so keep, keep the negative at bay or you'll be removed. No, I'm just joking. Uh, So, so just keep it up. I got a what's up and it's really weird. Sarah, if you happen to be watching just FYI, it doesn't, it just says Facebook user. It doesn't show me their name. Who that is. Yeah. But, but when I did the live with Hannah, the Hannah Monahan, it did show me their name. So I don't really know. Maybe it's doing that because it's inside the mastermind and it's closed. I don't know. We'll get on with this guy's present. So there's a couple things. Um, Miles, is there anything that you want to say uh, about uh, anything? I mean, it's nothing big. We're just we're just getting ready to talk about insurance. Hey, man, I'm just excited to be here. You know, it's uh, I was thinking earlier, I was like, man, it's it's uh, I- I'm working from home. You're in your office. You know, people are asking me all the time, like, you know, or when do you open back your office? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm ever opening it back up. Like, I think we're just going to stay completely remote unless someone has to go to the office. 
you know, I was out riding bikes with my kids at lunchtime. Uh, you know, it's uh, things are things are going pretty good to steal the words out of old Ramsey. I'm doing better than I deserve, you know. My, did you, Miles, did you happen to watch the thing with Neon that I, I had did. with, did you hear what Seth said about bringing his people back? I, I mean, didn't hear, I don't remember him saying that. I do remember him talking about how like people with zero to one kids had 30% more efficiency. And if you had like one to four kids, you're correct down by like 40%. And so he has the data on his side and I don't know what it is. But it would take um, when they're in the office, it takes a day and a half on average to do a case, right? Or to do an endorsement. Let's just just keep this. That's not exactly. But it was yeah. taking like like 0.3 of a day when they're working at home. And, and so you start looking at this now that we have the data and we can make the right decisions. Yeah. Somebody would listen to what you just said right now and said you're crazy that you would never go back. But if you had data to say, wait a minute. We're more efficient, and my people are more happy. That that's uh, that's that's a uh, that's a powerful day. That's a powerful day. Um, by the way, Eric is here. Needed to let you know that Miles, as you saw earlier today, he did get uh, dressed up. It was it was really nice. I, I had a shirt and tie on. I took it off. I figured I didn't want to. You know, you were bike riding with the kids. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and somebody out there, apologize. I cannot see. Um, says Seth has better hair than both of you. I see that. That's fine. That's fine. That's correct. But not everybody comes with the ginger that Miles brings. That's that's the most that that's the biggest truth. Miles, there's been a lot of into just a minute ago. This happened just last week. Is I had an employee that had been with me less than a year, and they quit last week. And he was a salesperson. Quit and said he just mentally couldn't handle working from home. Like he wanted an office environment, and he went to the office. But I have like an assistant there, and there's a commercial account exec that you know that sits in the back and crunches numbers and does endorsements not a lot of personality and um you know he said it just it, it was like he might as well just be home because it just wasn't there and he said that he was just mentally not doing well mental health wasn't doing well not being around people and uh, you know but i'd have fought for it but the production wasn't where it needed to be anyways and so uh, i was like maybe you just need to find a better a better situation to work in because this is the direction we're going and you know the nice thing about working virtually is i can replace that and go find someone that can thrive in this environment and is self-dependent and self-manageable and they're probably be a better team member for me than being dependent off and on an office environment so i can i'm, I'm okay with that i agree no, I agree emphatically. I mean, will we become the will we become a world where that's a determining factor, right? Used to be that the employer would say you have to have a degree or you don't have to have a degree. Will it be the employee that will say if you make me from work work from home or work from work, that's not the job that I'm going to take? Like there will be insurance agencies out there that offer that and agencies that don't, you know, and that'll be a determining factor of where you want to work, you know? Yeah. That's really crazy, dude. That's crazy that that is a filter to our uh, employment. I know. I, you know, I've the people who are mentally able to work from home, I find them to be, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we get the data from Seth, right? But I find them to be better, better employees a lot of times. They're, they're, they can manage themselves. They That's have the discipline. They can get up. They don't have to be, have like, you know, they're not, if, if the boss doesn't see me in the morning, I didn't show up, you know, like sometimes I just don't talk to people all day long and I can depend on them to do their thing. Like, I don't know, something about the personality of the people that have the ability to work from home is they can create a space for themselves in their home. And, you know, I don't know. I, I like it. I like it, too. Miles, there's something a little deeper here, man. I haven't thought about this in so long and I can't remember I don't know if this was a Markham Gladwell book or not. I can't really remember. Um, I did a podcast about this like three or four years ago, and it was called The Default Mode. Okay, And you're talking about different personalities and how deficient, whether they like working in the home or not, right? And that's just, a cha that's just two categories or two choices, and you're determining what one looks like with off of it. And it's called The Default Mode in this book. And what this company did, and it was a company out of Seattle, and they were hiring like a 1,000 people, okay? It's a very large organization. And what they did is they did a little experiment, and they loaded the computers with Microsoft... Um, Internet Explorer, okay, and then they would, lo uh, uh, yeah, they loaded it all with Internet Explorer, just like they normally would, 
And then what they did is, is they went and they researched those new employees a month later and found out how many of them had downloaded Chrome and Safari and if that was the their preferred method, okay? So now they, they come back six months later and they say, okay, this person is still using Microsoft Internet Explorer. This person is using Chrome. Ever since we gave it to them three weeks later, they've been using Chrome going on up. Then they took that subset of data and they took it outside and said, how often does that person require request off? How often are they getting sick, right? And then they filtered it down and they started realizing that the people who were abundantly more productive were the people who had changed their, their um, browser to either Safari or Chrome. And it had nothing to do when you asked them at a later time, this was like a two or three year study, it was nothing. It's not because it worked or didn't work better. It really wasn't truly that. It's just they didn't want to accept what was given to them and they wanted to challenge themselves to see if something else worked better. And they found out it did. Or their mom or dad told them and they looked and it did. There were many people who, who were told by their mom or dad that have Microsoft Explorer, but still didn't make the change. And it was ironic to how you could tell how efficient and good they were as employee by the default mode of the browser they used. Yeah, I... I can see that in my own agency, the people who go into their Outlook calendar and start creating like email rules. You know, they start creating rules within there for what goes here and what goes there. The people who just let all the emails flood in are, are much less efficient. I can't go in there and do that for them, but I'll be talking to somebody and they're like, oh yeah, I've got a folder for that. My default sends that here. And I, I'm like, you created all those rules in your Outlook calendar? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and they are way more efficient than the other people. That's right. Way more efficient than me. I'm sitting here thinking, well, hey, after hours, I need you to stay after and show me how you're doing that. Because <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, no, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? They're so customizing their work situation to make themselves most efficient. They realize that they need to be more efficient. And so they customize their working situation to do it. And isn't that the type of person that we're trying to get, right? If, if Are you a problem solver? You run into an issue and say, hey, I got this, right? I'll let you know if I need help. Are you just accepting the norms, right? Are you – or? Yeah. I love it, dude. There's so much stuff. And you know, the key to all that is data. I mean, it, 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 we call it on the neon sign. Maybe everybody else calls it this. This is what the developers call it over there. They call it, we call it data porn because it really truly is like you could get obsessed with looking at it, right? I'm not saying that I'm obsessed with looking at porn. Did no one said that? Why did you guys see now it's like the media? They're stealing things and twisting it. Okay. Let's look over here. Um, I've got somebody who says I'm an old guy but think that this work remote honeymoon will end and productivity will crash for the most. Oh, here, I'll bring it up here. Sorry. Um, and will crash for the most and not all, but for sure. But as people test boundaries, it will get more laxed. It's just human nature. I can agree with a lot of that. Let me actually see what he says here. Um, here, Miles, he says um, he's an old guy. So I'm assuming it's a white man. Um, and he says this remote honeymoon will end and productivity productivity will crash for the most. So just to be clarifying, maybe I'm not getting it right. He's going to say that everybody's going to go back in the office. And because of that, productivity is going to go down. Is that what that person's saying, Miles? I don't, I can't get which way that's going. If he's saying that the honeymoon's going to end and everyone's going to be tired of working from home and they're just all going to go back to the office or the way you took it is once you go back to the office, productivity is going to go down. I was kind of thinking they were saying that, you know, that they're going to get tired of working from home and, 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 and you know, productivity is going to crash after a while. Correct. Correct. Um, but, you know, but kind of what you were saying though, it's, you know, if you can't change your people, change your people. And if that's the way that your business is running and you find that the type of personality that's most efficient in your working situation is somebody who works from home, I, you know, there's just different types of people out there. And as a business owner, you move to the way that makes sense for your clients and your team. Um, I think to add on to that, some things that we've done and I've seen other people do is just you have to be creative. You, you know, like a company has to come up with new products all the time to be you know, to stay in as a leader in their in their in their segment, as a leader of your agency, if people work from home, you've got to come up with new ways to do that, right? You've got yeah. to have Zoom meetings, or you've got to be sending stuff to their homes as as care packages. You got to take the extra two minutes, David Carruthers, 
Um, you know, you got to take the extra two minutes to figure out ways to engage with your team. Those breakout sessions in Zoom is small groups with your team working on things. That takes some different skill levels. But, you know, you've, you've got to be creative and working with your team. Otherwise, I think that guy's exactly right. Like, you know, your, your team's going to crash because it's just them by themselves. But you've got to keep them engaged. It's just you're keeping them engaged in a remote setting versus engaged in an office setting. That's right. I agree. I agree emphatically. Now, let me, let me, let, okay. So here's another one right here, Miles. Um, we got somebody else that, that comes in here and says we have expectations and drive accountability even more with remote workforce. I think that that's pretty good. I mean, that's going to back to what we're saying. And I, and I would be, I would love to see how they're driving that accountability, right? Like, what is that accountability? Let me ask you this, guys. This is something that's new for both of us or for all of us. Let me just see. Are you able to click? On this link, only the, if you click on that link, you're going to be live. I'm just letting I'm just letting you know that if you click on that link, you're going to be live. But I'm trying to see if I can send you a link. No, I don't think it's letting me send you a link. I was just trying some stuff. Sorry about that. Um, if somebody hits me on Facebook Messenger, whoever wrote that, we set expectations and drive accountability. Hit me on Facebook Messenger and say, yes, that was me. I'll drop you the link and I'll bring you in here and I want to hear more about that. Okay, let's get on to some of these other topics that we were talking about as well, Miles, okay? To VA or to not VA? Am I wrong to say that um, 12 months ago you weren't using VAs? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. 12 to 18 months ago. It's about a year and a half now, but something in there. Now, now, I, now this, is, this is Jason's opinion, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong or right. You were almost anti-VA 18 months ago before that, or did you just not feel right? I know when we would talk about it, it wasn't something you were warm to. You know, I went through, I think as I just became more the wise and just changed the way I led the business. Originally, I started, well, I started diving in. I met with Brent Kelly and their whole team to try to understand the actual business side of my business, the numbers, right? I got a hold of my numbers. And so when I did that, I started realizing I was losing money in a lot of areas and was inefficient in a lot of areas. And my costs were too high. And a lot of my customers are experiencing different customer experiences. So then my goal was, how do I create a unique, seamless customer experience that's the same for every type of client? And then trying to find staff and my, you know, my, my, my revenue per employee was high. So I couldn't just go hire a bunch of people to, to provide that. Um, so I started diving into that. And so we started testing out services as I was trying to find staff as well. I tested out service centers. But every client got a different service center and every client got a different experience. I tested out call centers, you know, but every, but then it, feel, it felt like everyone who answered the phone from the call center was always their first day. What's the difference between your call center and service center, Miles? A service center would be like a carrier service center. So when a client has travelers, they mm -hmm. call travelers it would be a mm -hmm. carrier service center. A call center would be all your clients uh, call the same. Um, they call the same provider right? They're calling call center of USA, gotcha. all of your clients, right? Gotcha. Thank you for clarifying that. That makes sense. Yep. But it was, you know, it seemed like everyone who was answering the phones, it was always their first day on the job. And the consistent was consistency was terrible. Um, we tried Marblebox for backend user work, but we couldn't communicate with Marblebox very well on our side, just having discussions and explaining concepts just didn't work. Um, and so as I continued on this process and my team was getting frustrated, I started to realize, hey, I like the one on, I like the individual. I want a single person I can train, I can build into my culture, I can build into my team. I like a single person approach, but also realizing I had a tough time recruiting, hiring, paying headhunters thousands of dollars to find someone that only worked for our office for a couple months or a year and left and the challenge of going through that process. So when I reached out and tried agency VA not to give them a um, right. You know, nope. It's not. There's anything. a lot of them out there. That's who I use. Um, you know, I, I got hooked up with someone. It was an individual. I could get, I could get down to earth with him. I could talk to him, get to know him, build him in my culture, build him in my team, create all my processes with them, you know, create a relationship with that person. And he loves working for us and we love to work with him. And, um, and we've created a relationship there. And so after that first success, I was like, man, VAs, you know, they are just fantastic. I can skip the recruiting. I can skip the re reading resumes all night long. I can skip the awkward interviews. I can skip the, 
the taxes, the taxes all that, the CPA, taxes. yeah, all that junk. I can skip all the stuff or just trying to find people to work that are in my local mark, local area that can drive with that are within 15 minute drive to my office. Like all that's eliminated. And so once we had a little bit of success with VAs and I had some people quit and I had some and then we started going remote. I was like, man, let's see what we can do with this. And it's been amazing. So I don't know if you guys just all took that in, but if you, a lot of you in here are trying to figure out if you should use a VA or not, you just got the guide. The, I mean, literally, Miles, that was fantastic because you broke down all the different areas of what you were thinking about. And keep in mind, this is live, so you guys can go back and listen to it. And I think that would be a big key for you to for somebody right there. Um, yeah, and we just love them. And be honest with you, Agency VA is a sponsor. We know that. But uh, we're not telling you that that's what you need to do in order to change your agency's life, right? The point is, as a VA, we would recommend them and think that they're really good. But, you know, there's others out there. Now, um, but I want you to... What's important is is the VA aspect. I mean, oh my gosh, like um, they take pro. I can't even explain it. You said something like they enjoy working for you, and you enjoy working for them. There is like this deep appreciation, right? Like they just appreciate the fact that like they got off Monday. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, that that's like unbelievable to them. And and, and like I, I know how some of my VAs sound. I mean, like May, I love her to death, but she she walks with with a limp. Right. She she walks. She walks like, yeah, I work at the insurance alliance. What's up? You know, I mean, that, that's how she walks. Like she tells me she's proud of what she does. And that she hey, does may with. have this is completely right. Does may have three children? Mm, she may. I don't know. Ah, she may. Um, She has. She has kids. I don't know if she has three. I'm not sure about that. Well, I think May used to work for me and she had a health situation come up and she had to leave. And we, we had to replace her. But I've been wondering what happened to her. She was awesome. No, well, May is awesome. May answers my phone. So if you call my office, you can you ask can her and say, hey, May, is this you? Um, and, and, you know, the thing was, that was another thing about VAs answering the phone. I was so uncomfortable with that. And I'm not saying I would be as well, but May has a very good voice and her voice does have a strong accent, but we also live in America 2020 that if someone calls in and they sound, I mean, to be honest with you, she sounds almost Hispanic to me. It really, she does with her, with her voice, but she is from the Philippines, but she's very, very good. And so I, we just, she has full reign now. Marvin, he doesn't talk as, as, as sweet. You could kind of think like, whoa, that he, this is a very strong accent, but Marvin doesn't want to. He's very he's very cool being behind the scenes. He's cool with that. May oh she's aggressive as can be. She wants she wants to go. You know, um, so yeah. So let me ask you this, Miles, real quick, real quick. Did you buy um, and upgrade the uh, equipment that your VAs have? I have in the past. Yeah, I've sent them extra screens. I've sent extra RAM. Yep. I've done that. Yep. yep. Okay. So, so I always bought- ask them when they onboard, especially if they're in the Philippines. I'll ask them what their system is, what how much RAM they have, are they using second screens? And if they're not, then I just call VA, agency VA and say, hey, you need to send them a second screen, send them the RAM, send them the money, whatever you need to do, and they'll that's, do it. That's exactly right. All my VAs, I have five of them. All of them have new screens. Um, Ariza and some of those that work at AI, they I think Sarah got them like desks and I mean everything because they just didn't have that. And they were working at the kitchen table or whatever it could possibly be. Hey, I don't we got one in oven. You got what? We got one of our VAs an oven, like a stove and an oven, like a range. Like we got him. Really? He was unhealthy and like all this other stuff. And like, uh, I was like, you know, what are you guys doing? Like, tell me something that you want. Like, tell me, like, I don't care what it is. Do you need a dress for your wife to go out to dinner? Like, do you need a mattress? Cause you can't sleep well. Like, tell me what you need. And he wouldn't tell me. And finally I was like, dude, I'm telling you, like, I'm going to give it to you. So you just tell me. He was like, I need a, I need an oven. How about an oven? And so I said, send me a picture. It was a, it was a, uh, he sent me a picture of a uh, toaster oven. I was like, nah, dude, no toaster <laughs> oven. Like I want like legit. You have a room for an oven? He's like, yeah. I was like, make room. And he sent me pictures and we sent him a, like a range. Um, I love it, dude. And then he sent me a picture of a roasted chicken after that weekend. And there, his wife's baking food, you know, baking food and stuff. That dude is on fire over it. And I mean, you know, it was 300, 350 bucks. But man, he worked. He is a workhorse and loves every second of it. Yeah. 
No, they, they, they are so good. So, so good workers. I mean, and just, they're just, once again, they're appreciative of what they have and, and no one should be bowing down to Jason Cass because they have a job. That's not the appreciation I'm not, that I'm talking about. Just an understanding that, Hey, you've created a good environment. I'm lucky enough to be a part of it. I'm hoping that I can do my job because I like it. I mean, whenever I was an employee, that's the same stuff I was trying to think about. Right. So just some of my thoughts there. Okay. Let's stick it on there. Um, and, and someone, we're not getting many other questions now cause they're, they're just drawn into what we're saying. Um, Jake, should, I will should, add one real quick thing. On come that. On. I would say if you're on the edge of hiring or not hiring a VA, uh, you know, um, culture. So the cool thing about agency VA is they have their own culture, right? And a lot of the VAs will buy into their culture because they have a strong culture wherever they make sure the culture, when you're choosing a VA company, make sure the VA company has a strong culture. And so when you buy in good culture with them to now you have, and then you explain your culture to them and it's strong. So know your points of differentiation, know your story, your history, what you're passionate about, get them into your culture as much as possible. They feel a part of your culture, have an onboarding program, because that is one thing that I'd say was rough is the onboarding process led by the VA companies. So you definitely need to have an onboarding process that tells why they should buy into your culture and make. And so when they have both cultures coming at them, oh man, it's dangerous. They love the whole thing. So what would you say is probably your main three um, things that your VA does? Just boom, boom, boom. What would be probably the main three unofficially? Uh, yeah. So I'd say four. One is um, processing tasks in the background, you know, certificates of insurance, all that stuff, non-licensed tasks in the background. Telemarketing is the second one. The third one is answering phones on the front end. The fourth is we have, we have licensed virtual assistants in the United States. And so they're managing our virtual assistant teams and they are selling for our personal lines book of business. So they, they, they're bringing on new business. They're selling. Okay. Um, service answering phones and tasks. Do you have any VAs do accounting? That is a, a question here from one of the users. I don't, I have local people that do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's break that down. Accounting could be your CPA. Now, as far as reconciling your commissions inside of QQ, you have had a person doing that for a while. Yeah. Okay. So if there wasn't, if you didn't have that person, do you think that your VA could do that? Yes and no. Um, You know, I think that the benefit I, that I've, that the difference is, so there's a difference in personality types from the Philippines, right? More specific, more process driven. Here it is, you know, from Puerto Rico, they're more going to be more chatty. They're going to talk about, you know, music and they're going to be, you're going to feel more relational with, with your people from the, from Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico is going to be a little more confident to make decisions and run with it. And then you can pay a lot more for a, for a licensed virtual assistant out of the United States. The thing is though, when it comes to accounting is like accounting principles and ideas and finding data and then telling you what they found which weird and data to solve problems so to have someone that's going to look at that data analyze it and then see things in it like the matrix right right? like to look at the zeros and ones like i'm seeing some patterns here what's happening so right to bring you like like things that they notice in patterns, like, hey, would you like this report? Well, hell yeah, I'd love that report. I didn't even think about that, right? Versus a VA is going to be like, hey, can you build this report? Yeah, I'll figure it out. But versus Mm -hmm. finding stuff and bringing it to me. So that's the thing I value about having someone here that can do it is they're like noticing things and finding things. And we can just, I don't know, it's been a real benefit. And they, in my team, like my sales team trusts it. They know that person and they're, and they're asking questions back and forth and figuring things out. And they're like, I know my paycheck is right down to the penny. Mm -hmm. Dude, that is, um, that's pretty incredible to be honest with you. So uh, truth be known, a VA does our commissions, but let me explain that. First of all, we had a problem because QQ sucks and you have to do extra work. We reached out to Miles. Miles put us in charge or in contact with his person. She's a fantastic person. Help Sarah. Sarah then did it for about three or four months. Once we got it, my wife had been doing it before that. And so prior to after November, when my wife left and started helping with agency intelligence, we had to learn that process, right? Well, some of the stuff that my wife had picked up wasn't as, it wasn't, um, 
the, the way that your person had really had it down in a process, taught Sarah. Sarah now taught that to Marvin. So Marvin, who's behind the scenes, um, Marvin likes to, um, what he does is, is all the statements, he goes and gets all the statements or they come to him. Uh, once they come to him, then he pre-populates those. Um, he thought, puts them into QQ, runs them through. QQ's still not right. You can get the report out, but then you got to mess with it here and there. Um, and so he does that. Now, when we think it's done, before it goes to the CPA, it goes to Sarah. And Sarah will sit there for about an hour and go through each of the statements to make sure that Marvin did it. He always misses something. It's very little, but I got to tell you, when you're trying to pay out 500 and some policies every month, I mean, because because Erie's earned, you know, it drives me crazy, but they pay earned. So so it's you, you, have a, you have a lot to go there. He does it and he does a really good job, but it's very basic. Get the statement, put it into this company, put it into this, run this Excel spreadsheet, change this, and then it goes over. So that's the best way that we do it. Um, and as far as uh, I do have a bookkeeper. So like, you know, when Betsy goes through everything and she gets all the reports, we load all those statements up. My bookkeeper reconciles our bank statements yep. with QuickBooks and what we're reporting in, in QQ. So my bookkeeper will reconcile those every month. Is your bookkeeper in-house or is your bookkeeper out, out of the office? Is it in the office or is it a firm you, you subcontract to? Man, I'm telling you, my, my HESOM network, highly educated stay-at-home mom network, uh, so <laughs> all, yeah, all these, all these people are, he sums, man. It's a lady. She was a client, three kids. She was a CPA that wasn't working. And I was like, Hey, for 300 bucks a month, will you be my bookkeeper and reconcile my bank statements and, and back, you know, go back and fix all the crap I did wrong for the last five years. And she's like, yep, done. <laughs> she's a CPA. You know, she's a, he some highly educated stay at home mom who now have, you know, she's, she's doing my bookkeeping. Like Betsy does all our reporting stuff. She was a, he some, our social media girl does that. So that's my, that's my secret weapon, right? Yeah. Yeah. They started these, 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 he, what he saw, he saw highly educated stay at home mom. He saw yeah, that's unbelievable. And you, you've been on that for a couple of years. Like you were like, Hey, I found something and this is, this is what's going to work. Um, I was, just curious. I was just curious. Cause that's cause, cause that is where my team works in the stuff that we can do inside of the management system. And then we turn it off to our CPA, our CPA. I'm actually going to be bringing them on um, her on her name's Tina. She has a good firm. She specializes in insurance, Christopher Cook's um, CPA Rosemary, who does out of North Carolina, she does a bunch. She actually taught uh, my CPA, and so it allows it for us to task. So when it comes to a agency bill and stuff like that, um, or direct bill, if we're sweeping payments and having to pay the company, we just task that, and then we task it to our CPA, who their assistant then reads it, cuts the checks, does whatever she needs to do, and wow, that is we, that. we 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 just we've been doing it for a year. And so I was just on the phone with Tina this morning and I said, Tina, I'd like to bring you on in October because once January comes, she's going to be she's going to be um, bogged down again. But it's really simple to do. It's not that difficult. And then also on agency bill, which is something that I was talking with Bradley Flowers late last night on uh, Facebook about this. He didn't know about this. So uh, whenever we're doing agency bill out there, we assume it whenever you collect the down payment, let's say you premium finance it, and or if you don't, doesn't matter, you collect the down payment, you got to the finance company sends a certain portion, then you have to break it up and send a portion here and send there. Well, and uh, I changed from capital premium finance to insurance uh, or uh, Insurance Premium Finance Services, which actually are a sponsor, and the reason why they're a sponsor is because they're super high tech. What they do is, is whenever I go in with the finance agreement, when the client says yes, I just use their checking account number or credit card number and I upload it through the finance agreement system and everything's done. I don't have to touch it. As soon as the money clears, they split it out and send all the money and they cut me a commission and any of my fee check immediately. So if the money clears in two days, boom, they cut the check by my commission right out. So like it basically almost makes it like direct bill. Is what yeah. it does. So, so that is one of the things that they do. Capital said they did the same thing, but it was like working with an independent agent. It was strung strung together seven ways, and it's just like, nah. I just want to just upload it online, and it gets done. You know. 
Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Dot com cast certified um yeah. and so because of those things it makes easier having a va or easier having a cpa start to do this or a he right so yeah. so that's that's awesome that's awesome man i know we're way over our time but i really don't care unless anybody says sorry I tried to message you but my messenger is not wanting to work now that is amazing that messenger doesn't work that's the first time someone call call zucker Call him. Call Zuck. Say, hey, dude, your messenger's down. Um, hold on just a minute, guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to pull something up. I'm trying to figure out where my thing went. Okay. Um, can you repeat the name of the premium finance company? Sure will. Insurance Premium Finance Services. They are also a sponsor of the of Agency VA. You get some kind of discount or something. I don't know. Sarah's watching this. She may help us out on that. I don't know exactly uh, what it is. But no, I have not gotten any messages just letting you know. Um, reply user said IPFS and they're highly technical too. They have an app. They have a dude there. They're a pretty awesome system. Okay. Um, there was a couple of the things I wanted to talk about as far as some of those posts. And I do apologize. Everybody really haven't got much into the post, but this seems to be a lot better. And when you guys keep throwing out the, um, the questions, we're going to answer them. And right now they happen to be about VAs. Hey, throw something else in it is trying is Jason trying to grow a little bit of a beard there? Yes, I am. I will tell you this. When we do these Facebook Lives, people are fascinated with personal appearances. Um, yes, no, I, I'm not actually. It's just because like it was the weekend, right? Labor Day. And so I just didn't want to shave. And then the week started and I was like, eh, wife's not around. So the only reason I shave is if I kiss her, she gets all breaks out and stuff. So I have to shave all the time. So anyways, all right, long story, TMI. All right, so the... Um, Let's talk about killing commercial real quick, not as an advertisement for them, but I know that you have some interest in them. Right, you thought any more about that? What What is your reasoning that maybe you want to have some interest? I, this isn't about killing commercial, but this is about doing insurance commercial lines differently or trying to find training is what I want that to be about. You know, I I, I put that topic in there, you know, in, in David Carruthers and his team have been awesome. And, and to say, yes, we are working with them. Uh, but something that I was thinking about earlier when you asked me about, um, you know, when you asked me about topics is I feel like and I have to catch myself and I know you do, too, Jason, if I catch myself following the most trendy thing that's happening. Right. Well, here's the next hot thing. Here's the next thing that's going. You get and you jump into things. And David signed up 100 people in the last four months and, you know, onboarding process. You jump into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just have to back up and remember, like, we're, we're talking about trying to go and go after large commercial accounts. And I like to call in my agency when I'm talking to my sales team, like, we need to flip the script. Instead of talking about $25,000 premium accounts, we need to start talking about $25,000 revenue accounts. We need to start flipping the script on what we're doing. And, um, but as I think for my own self, as like an agency owner, like, yeah, there's killing commercial or there's killing personal lines or there's killing benefits. But what about like as an agency owner, like where's killing your agency ownership responsibilities? Like, what does that look like to make sure? Yeah, we're signing up our team for killing commercial. We're signing up our team for education. We're signing up our team to go check out, you know, work through agency Zoom or whatever things are like. Where is it wow. at agency owners to say, what are we killing? Like, are we, or, you know, what, what are we doing to kill it? I like that. I mean, if you want, we can start it up. We'll just, we'll beat David to it. We'll killing agency operations. He hasn't come up with that name yet. We can take it. I mean, we would totally take it and think of the search we would get on that SEO. Everybody would find us. I know, uh, right? I know. <laughs> so anyways, no, that, that does make sense. That really does make sense because there is a lot as an agency, as an agency owner. And you know, chasing the shiny thing is never a good thing, right? But chasing the shiny thing is how you 
get shiny things. And sometimes shiny things are very valuable. I think what we do is we invest in shiny things like it's going to be the end all be all rather than we should be investing it as he says, um, you have to have, you have to be a five tool player, right? And some of the things you have to do inside of there. The thing that was different for me um, that uh, whether it was the same thing I had with dynamics of sales early in 2007, 2008, it was a way that made me look at selling differently. It was a way that helped me prospect and provide true value. It allowed me to truly take te- take price off the table, literally off the table, and not even quote. So those things, it, 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 you know, it's a difference in prospecting. I tell this right now and people think I'm goofy and I, I did add a couple, but I have about 15 prospects right now. That's it. And that's all that I'm going for. David gets on me all the time. He's like, you should be collecting emails and all this stuff. And these, in these one-on-one trainings I get with him, I'm like, I'm like, David, I don't need any more prospects right now. If I write three of these 15 in the next month or next year, I'm not going to know what to do, you know, because we just wrote one and it literally took all of our time. I think something I was listening to a podcast, a podcast, I think was with uh, Billy Williams and, uh, and Matt, I think his last name's Seppel. He's like a financial life insurance guy or something like that. Yeah. But Billy said uh, it, he was talking about exposure and the power of exposure. And as I was thinking about what Billy said and the idea of exposure, and then I was thinking about killing commercial and uh, I was literally riding my bike down the golf course and, um, and I just stopped all for a second. I was just, I just I hit pause on the podcast. One of those moments. One of those moments. And I was like, you know what? The only reason why we're not killing commercial or we're not doing some of these other things and elevating what we can do is not because we don't have the right tools. We don't have the right education. We know the products and features. We have the right, you know, carriers. We have the we have everything we need. The only thing stopping us from going the next level is exposure. If you've never written an annuity, when's the next time you're going to write an annuity, right? Probably never. If you've never written a half a million dollar premium account, when's the next time you're going to write one? Well, probably never. Right. Like you haven't been exposed to what it feels like to write That's that. Good. And the guy That's I was talking good. to yesterday, he, um, a guy who's no longer working for me as of the end of this week, he wanted to be an agency owner. I said, man, I got to tell you one thing I would, I would, I would, you know, if I could give you something to chew on to leave is, is no one sees you as a leader. You'll never get the opportunity to run an agency if you're never seen as a leader. I said, I can't remember where I saw this, but uh, you will become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Like, who are you spending time with who's a leader? And he's like, oh, no one. Like, who? why are you working with other people trying to become leaders? Like, why are those the people you're hanging out with? But get rid of the people trying to be leaders. Go hang out with the leaders. Yeah, that's right. No, I'm with you. That's great stuff, dude. That's great stuff. Um it's propaganda speaking it inside of our own group. So it's no big deal. This is why I think that this is important right now. Mastermind. We're not able to hang around with a lot of people outside of here. We can't go to our conferences, our conventions, our little bitty trade shows and stuff anymore. And that is the, that is the point of mastermind is that if you listen, if you apply, if you put your time in, you're going to become like all of us. I'm going to become like you. You're going to become like me. That's just the way it's going to work, right? If we can do that person to person, we can do that business to business. And I think that's important. And, 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 and to be honest with you, Miles, good advice you gave him. I mean, I guarantee you that's not advice anybody gave him. It's like, wait a minute, you want to be a leader, but you're not even hanging out with leaders? You don't even really know any leaders? I mean, it's really weird that he would think that in the first place, not being influenced by other leaders, you know? So everybody- hey, I had a question a guy asked me yesterday, maybe a, a, a decent topic. Um, don't let me take too long because I'll talk. That's fine. No, go ahead, brother. Um, but the idea, you know, I'm, I, uh, I don't know if this is any secret, but I, uh, you know, I don't have any partners. I'm by myself. Uh, so I, I, in, I don't invest in having partners. I invest in coaches and now I have three of them and they all do different things. So I spent a lot right. of money on coaches, but my buddy the other day asked me, he's like, why, you know, a lot of people choose to have partners instead of coaches. Why do you have coaches instead of partners? And so, you know, just anyone out there who's by themselves, you know, and, cause you can't talk shop with the people who work for you. Like you can't be bringing ideas to them. Like you need to bring solutions, not ideas. You have to let them buy into the culture, right? You got to let them buy into the culture and then change the processes afterwards. But you can't like talk to them about the processes you're considering changing. Like, 
like you, you just can't talk about these because they'll start like thinking like you and you're like, no, I don't need you to think like that. You need a business coach or you need a business partner to talk about things on strategy level. And so, you know, just the idea of, hey, do you go with a partner or do you go with coaches? Coaches are cheaper than partners. I can tell you that. They are. And very, very. That was really good, though. I like your strategy part. You don't need to be strategizing sometimes with people who you're trying to make the strategy for. And I don't want to say that are less than you, but people that you're trying to create, your staff, your employees, people who aren't upper management that should be making those decisions. And you are right. Confusion, right? It can create confusion. They don't know. Oh, you're thinking about going to this new system, right? So should I be putting these details in this system? It's like once you think you're going to change jobs, you're not working as hard in the current job because you're thinking, I'm not going to be doing this much longer. I'm going to be over there. What's the point in investing the time here? Like, as a leader, like you've got to watch where you say things. That is, dude, that is very well said. My goodness, Miles, you have been dropping some nuggets like a ginger does. No, <laughs> now I'm telling you that that's really good, dude, because I don't think people really, really, really think and understand that. And I have to tell you, one of the things is, is I, well, I'll, I'll get over this and we'll move on, but I, I, I want this to know this is the same. You know, sometimes you don't necessarily always, and this is, I want agency owners to hear this. Sometimes being the agency owner is not necessarily the best job in the agency for you. Well, I'm the agency owner. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're the director of operations, right? There are other people, as Miles saying, he's strategizing, giving his thoughts up to this coach who then he is disseminating that and then it is going through where, where it goes. Uh, this has a, this has some relation to do with it, but it's very understanding. Sometimes the most powerful person in an organization is not number one, right? The president of the United States is a very, very good. Uh, his advisors are who run the country. The president, and I use this as a bad example right now because we have Trump, but any other time you would have with Obama, it was David Axelrod and Valerie Jarrett who were in his ear, right? It was Karl Rove with George Bush, right? It's those people that are in the ear that are really driving that connection and driving that way forward. So sometimes, here's where I'm going with this, an agency owner will say, well, I don't need a coach or a strategist because I don't want them to interfere in the way that I'm seeing. Actually, them actually running your agency and you getting information from them and then you actually running it is sometimes a very, very productive thing because they're not in front of the camera all the time. Right. And they can actually see you outside of your agency in a totally different light than you can working in it. It doesn't mean that they own it, doesn't mean that they run it, but you have to admit a lot of those ideas that those one of those three coaches are giving you are dominating the way your agency is being ran. My agency is a mixture of, 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 um, of Brent Kelly, Billy Williams, and David Carruthers. Like if they all had a baby, the insurance alliance is it. That's just the way that it is. You know, I mean, that's, you'll, you'll find them running through my agency. Doesn't mean they own or run my agency, but they're the ones who instructed me how to do it. Anything We're to add to that, buddy? And so, yeah, Brent and someone, I saw somebody ask, what are the three coaches that Miles Merwin has? Oh. You know, the, 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 um, you know, the Sickens group is one. So yeah, Brent Kelly, he is fantastic. We meet once a month and he's like, do we need to meet once a month? I was like, Brent, you're the only person I talk to about strategy for my business. Like my wife doesn't want to know about this stuff. I can't talk to my staff about it. So absolutely. I want to chat once a month. Like you can challenge me on stuff and like, he'll just ask me questions, right? He just asks questions. He doesn't say anything. He just asks questions. And then I come to think through things better and then come up with stuff to that's more clear for me. Um, and so I talk to Brent once a month and if I have issues, things I go to him and he can, he can go and look at hundred other agency owners that are between 3 million and 30 million revenue where they've gone and how they've dealt with this and come back to me with that information. Uh, so that's one. Uh, the other one is, uh, Bill McCrary with Sandler sales training. Um, so franchise, but Bill McCrary, man, he's been around a long time. He's out of Columbia, South Carolina. But he has helped me in a number of ways. One sales training, just dialing in a sales process, which helps give me material to train my train and keep my sales team accountable. Um, but also just how to deal with staffing things, like how to like I had someone I needed to, I was thinking about letting go, but I was emotional about it. And I was able to call him and I was like, how do I deal with this business situation? He's like, here's how I'd handle it. Here's the three questions I, I would ask. Here's and then, you know. 
And he's like, report back to me after you have the conversation. And so I told him the question. He's like, how long did you wait before they responded? I said, dude, it was 23 seconds of silence. And he was like, cheering for me. You know, he's like, that is awesome. You know, you waited 23 seconds. Um, so that's the other one. Uh, and then the third one, we just started working with David Carruthers. And that's not really from a strategy approach. Um, I'd say that's more from exposure. For me, that's exposure, exposure to larger commercial deals. What an agency that's, that's been through that, what's their process, what are their procedures, what's their systems, what's their, what's their format, what does it look like? Because my other coaches aren't in the game of insurance, selling insurance. So that's someone who's in the game selling, training other salespeople um, on what's working, what's not working. So those are the three. And thank you for that. And one of the things that I have to say, um, yes, about David, and, and the thing that I like it is, it's literally I use. He, he will tell you this. Like I need, I get a call from uh, one of my my whale, and they ask me a question, and they say, "Hey, I'd like to talk about that in an hour." I'm like, "Man, I don't know. That's a situation you don't have." I pick up the phone with David. He'll say, "Okay, here's likely what's going on. Here's probably where you need. Here's the questions to ask, and then you need to dissect it that way." He Jason, helps he's me. the mentor a lot of us never had. Right. Very well. That's right. That's exactly right. He's the dude. And, and yeah, he, here's the thing that's fun, great about this. When I go to train a producer in sales, I don't have to worry about all the stuff that I used to when I was training it. Are they going to understand how to find out if the current agent is an issue? And then, you know, the pain points and, and all those issues that we need to solve and then taking it to the end after you collect, are they going to be good at collecting the submissions, dealing with the insurance carriers? You know, how, how are they going to do when it comes time to closing? We don't have time to go into that right now, but a lot of those are not an issue anymore. I know exactly who I'm looking for. I know exactly how to train them on what to do and then how and what they do is already a process set up by Travis and I that was told to us and set up by David, right? So it's different now trying to to do that. I don't want to I don't want to go on there cuz we've got another good question right here. This is pretty good and I actually was thinking about this this morning and it reverts back kind of to VAs. The challenge is that you must make the money to hire the positions. You can't hire the positions before making the money, so you'll have to ha be an employee until financially able to reach the next level. He's 100% right he or she, I apologize for that. They are 100% right in what they're saying. But I think VAs can skew that game. I that think reminds me of the e-myth, Jason. Like when I first opened the business and I read that book, it was like create an organizational chart from the very first day and then pencil in the initials of the person for each position, right? And when you first start out, like your initial is in every Everywhere. single position. You're like, who's HR? Oh, that's me. Who's sales? Oh, that's me. Who's service? <laughs> that's me, right? And so then slowly as you have the revenue, Facebook user, as you slowly have the revenue, Sorry. then you, you erase your initial and you add their initial, you know? Yeah, that is a very great, easy way to do it too. And Miles, the thing about it is though, is that think about that expense. Think about $3,000 a month, taxes, whatever it can be. A lot of that now, you can get a part-time VA for $600. That, oh, change, yeah. that changes the game in the way. I was the same way. I couldn't hire, I think I started in 2010. I think I hired Lori in 2012, 2013. So I had to do it too. But if you do it correctly, and this is the conversation that Ryan and Handley and I have been talking about, the way he's producing, he's really starting to catch steam because he's a, because he's a great insurance agent. We knew that from the beginning, but also David Carruthers training. He's now starting to catch so much steam that it's six, eight months into it. He's getting a VA. And I mean, it's your not carriers as well will pay for this stuff. Like, say it know, again, say it again. Uh, I've gotten money from carriers to pay for, for for team members. I've gotten money from your aggregator. If you have a good relationship with your aggregator, wow. they'll help pay for it because they want to see you grow. Like to be honest, my aggregator paid for the first year for Sipkins. That's right. I remember you telling you me that. Agency grow. You know, we'll help you pay. So I, if you have a good business plan and a good plan, they can say, "Hey, I'm busy and I'm you know I need someone to help me so I can grow with your carrier." Ask him for a little cha-ching. Hanley, you hear that? Hanley's listening. Here's Hanley. He says, one person show is brutal. VA, game, VA uh, uh, bring on the first VA right now. Thank you, Hanley, for putting your name in there. Um, but yeah, dude, no, it is brutal. 
I mean, and you know, it's just not so much the other things. It's like it's like Hanley says, and 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 and, and Hanley, dude, I'll drop you the 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 link if you want to come on in here. And it's like Hanley says, it's 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 everything, right? It's actually putting in the commissions, making sure all the downloads are correct. Right. It's those type of things which are vital. But at the end of the day, they're not the most vital thing in the world. Like sales are what is the most vital thing in the world, you know. But at the end of the day, the CPA is saying to Ryan, like, hey, we got to have this and that. I told him, I him, he knows this. I just told him, I said, once you get a VA, let me know. I'll send Marvin over there. Marvin and them will work behind the scenes. My VA, he'll teach your VA and we'll be good to go. You know what I mean? And that is another cool thing about agency VA. Those those VAs work behind the scenes to help each other. Yeah. It's really, really, really crazy. Yeah, they work together. Okay. All right. So I have, I actually have my first VA consultation in an hour. Fantastic to you. Once again, I apologize. Can't see your name. Um, so let's see. Uh, love it on the, love it on the mentors. Thank you very much. I'm looking here, guys. I'm looking at some other things. Is there anything else specifically, uh, Miles, that you would want to talk about or anybody else in the mastermind? We've already went. I do have a hard stop at three o'clock. I got a 30 minute commute to get somewhere by three 30, but I was going to say on that, you know, I had someone ask me, when should they hire their first person? Like when should I hire someone? If you're starting out and when should you hire somebody, you know, and this is a straight Sitkins, you know, cross, like you, as you should be, you could, you know, you got to keep yourself out of the a-hole. Right. And you got to focus on results. Not at, you got a clear separation between results and activities. And so if you find yourself spending more than 20% of your time activities than results, it's time to hire someone. Wow. That's good to break that down like that. You have already done activities. You could gain back 20%. There's your, you know, and spend that on sales. There's your money to pay for your VA. Anybody? I know you're going to want to listen to that again. That was good stuff right there. That's why I brought him on. Ryan, how are you doing, man? So you're looking at getting a VA here soon? Yeah, Miles, dude, I've been listening to everything you've been saying lately about this topic because I, um, you know, this is right where I'm at. I'm at this point where, like, I'm not doing anything from an accounting standpoint, like literally nothing. Like I was, I was asking about the accounting because agency VA, I'm doing um, their group plan. I'm starting with their group plan where yeah, I don't have a dedicated person. I have a couple different people doing different tasks. So the one of the people is the accounting piece, and uh, you know, I. You know, she was asking me like, what are you doing? And I said, I don't even have QuickBooks. I literally, I, I am, I look at my credit card statement and I look at my bank statement and I just make sure that there's more in here than there is on here every month. <laughs> and that's my accounting so far because. You don't need all that sometimes, Hanley. I mean, you know, I didn't add accounting and QuickBooks for three or four years. Cause the thing is, once you have it, what are you gonna do with the information anyways? Like at some point the the term sales cures all problems, for the first couple of years, as long as you're putting the right data in your management system, like you said, as long as there's more money at the end of the day than, there, than you let out, like there's not that much to keep up with in QuickBooks. The data is not really going to matter for a while because it's just super easy. You can just look at your bank statement and say, well, there it is. But when you got 14 employees and you got payroll yeah. exposure and you've got you know SEP IRA money that's being split out and all these marketing expenses, you're trying to decide whether you have enough money to make a hiring decision or how much to spend on leads or a business coach, you know, that helps to have that data to make business decisions. But if your if your statement on your bank statement's one page still, I mean, you don't need to mess with QuickBooks. It takes you time just to figure out how to use that thing. Yeah, you know, so the other thing that they do for you, and this is, is reconciling the commissions, going out and getting the commission statements, reconciling all that, um, you know, so so part of it was like, I'm terrible at this. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a spender at heart. Absolutely. I'm a, I am absolutely the gas pedal and I need a break in some regard. And if it's at a certain point, you know, there's going to be months where the commissions don't come in and credit card statements up here. And, you know, so, so that was part of it. The other thing too, was the, um, was data management. That was a big one. So, so yeah. basically the two services that I'm getting are, uh, to start are, managing accounting commission statements making sure that all that is in line appropriately applied to to different you know to the different accounts and the other one is data management between better agency and qq which i agree i absolutely hate qq um but it's a decision i made and i have to live with it and Cass keeps telling me not to switch so i think you know right now i was the right thing about hanley uh, you know 
it's easy to spend money, but hard to make it. And so, you know, when you think about, it's easy for vendors to just to call you up and it sounds cool and you start spending money. But I think what I would say is if you have plans to grow your staff, like sales staff in the near future, then that data is going to matter um, because it'll may be a mess to clean it all up. But you can pay someone a grand to clean the data back up, you know, and they just do a little project. Um, but, you know, I'd rather use money to grow my business if that's the plan and, and bring on people than it is to manage some of that other stuff. It keeps leaking out of your pocket every month and it keeps you from growing your business. You can grow your business and then go fix some of those things in the back end. But just thinking about like, when am I hiring? Am I hiring? Because if you are, then you'll need that stuff to manage commission statements. The other thing I'd say, Hanley, which I've come to realize is, God, the, the danger and the mistake of paying producers based off of agency revenue. Oh, God, that's so hard to manage. I wish that I would just pay them based off of a percentage of premiums or paid them based off of like a, a tiering bracket. Like if you sell this, I'll pay you this. If you sell this, I'll pay you this. Like a tiering bracket, like just make it easy because paying producers off of agency revenue, every carrier has different revenue, has different percentages, yeah. and every policy has different percentage sections. Like well, you're saying, hold on just a second, let's dissect that, Miles, because that's outside the norm of people thinking. You're saying that you would pay them off a percentage of premium saying, if you sell an auto or a home, you get 1%, right? We're just making this up. You would get 1% of the premium. Then that's easier for you to figure in that, okay, I'm getting 15, but really only already given one. So I'm really only getting 14 is what I really truly am. And you Interesting, spend so much dude. money on the data and the accounting side and, mm -hmm. and to manage all those commission statements. It's so much easier. And I'm sure better agency or agency Zoom does this. It manages it for you. It, you know, it, it'll tell you, you know, what they sold and what the percentage of premium was. And you just hit the button to reconcile and you, you pay them. First, yeah. you got to pay all these people to look at the statements and figure out the commission breakdown. I know my so that, you know, I got a hard stop at three, two. I just want to jump yep. in and say hello and, hey. and whatever. But um, the, the the thing for me was and, and the reason that I that I decided to bring to, to spend a little bit of money on these people that are doing these types of tasks are because when it comes to sales and marketing, I might be 2X or 3X the standard person. But when it comes to these tasks, I am 25%. It's not like I just, oh, it's a thing that I do. My brain goes all the way down into this just, it takes me yeah. completely out of my game. I waste days on this stuff. And yeah. I basically said, if I can just bake this into my fixed cost, is training a couple people to do these tasks that are terrible for me, yeah. then I can, maybe it takes me an extra couple months before I bring in another producer, but now I know those things are done. I never have to really spend that brain power. And that, that's the way I went because I went the other way too, man. I was like, shit, I can drive leads. Why don't I just go hire one of these licensed people and sell and have them sell? And um, I just said, this side of the business, I have to have cleaned up first. I just can't handle yeah. it being a disaster, which is what it is. Both of you guys, you guys can click off. Uh, you can yeah. get out of here. I'm going to stop. Everybody. everybody, Hanley, thank yeah. you very much. Miles, thank you very much for this. Yeah, this man. was awesome. Thank you. And all you mastermind members, check it out. We'll be doing this again here very soon. Stay tight. Hey, seriously, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, be sure to rewind this all the way back to the beginning because I have to tell you right now, this was really, really good stuff. Miles dropped a ton of gold nuggets in there. If you just got in for the last 15 or 20 minutes, I'm being very serious, um, especially if you're in the mastermind, which a lot of you are, to better your agency, to upgrade your agency, to make your agency new, to rebrand it, whatever it could be. Um, you just got some uh, new notes uh, and some and some information from Miles Merwin. I don't know exactly, but I think in the first five years, he wrote 1.2 or 1.1 or 1.5, something like that in revenue. And I only say that because a lot of you guys already know that have been in here in a while because he's very vocal about that. And the fact that whenever I heard that, I already knew about it. But how many people in here, there was a lot that didn't know that and really said, that's who I want to be, right? I want to write 250000 in revenue um, a year. And keep in mind that he didn't write that the first year or maybe even the second year, but he's got it going on. He knows data. He knows numbers. He, he takes time. If you heard him over anything, he has three business coaches. If you heard who those business coaches are, you'll realize that he is spending thousands of dollars, more than he probably would um, just having a normal employee trying to get better. 
And then we sit here and we listen to him and we like, man, this guy's great. Well, someone taught him. So if there's anything we can do to help you reach out to me. You know where I, where I am. Appreciate you as a mastermind member. We're all champions. See ya. Hey agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.